0: A rabbi walks through the streets of Jerusalem and on his way to the feast, all the men and women stare. And on his way, he's called, Rabbi, Rabbi, how are you today? And he walks all the way to the feast. And as he gets there, he walks to the uppermost room and he walks to the front row. And his seat is prepared. Everyone stares. Everyone looks. Everyone. Rabbi, welcome. You are here. And he loves to hear to be called Rabbi. You see, this was something Yeshua, Jesus, he saw it over and over and over again. These men who were teachers, they knew the word and they taught it. They were highly respected and there was n- there's nothing necessarily wrong with a respect. But they loved to be called master, teacher, rabbi, esteemed one, mighty one. Because they loved exaltation, they loved exalting themselves, being exalted by others and sometimes even to the level of God. Where their word is like the word of God. And how amazing and puffed up that makes a man. See, Yeshua observed this and he told his disciples. Do not be like these Pharisees. Who love the uppermost rooms at the feast, sitting at the front rows. Who love walking through the marketplaces and hearing the words, Rabbi, Rabbi. You are not to be like them, for you are all brothers. Whoever exalts himself will be humbled, and whoever humbles himself will be exalted by God. So, in this teaching, we're going to look at this famous writing of Yeshua, the saying where he says, Do not ye be called rabbi. What did he really mean by the statement? And does that mean? We're never allowed to call anyone rabbi, teacher, pastor, prophet, apostle, etc. Are we allowed to use titles or not? That's the question that has to be posed. In Matthew 23, verse 8, we have the verse and he says, Be ye not called rabbi, for one is your master, even Christ, and all you are brethren. Now, before we actually dig into this verse to really understand what Yeshua was saying, I want to tell you a personal testimony and story. You know, as I um, started praying for people more, there was a specific uh, marketplace that I often visited. And in that place, I became kind of known as the man who comes to pray for people and and praise God. So many miracles, all glory to him. God did many amazing works on the streets there but as I became a little more known by the locals in the area when they saw me they would call me and they would say oh pastor pastor you know and they would they would say pastor come and pray for me and you know of course I would be humbled and I would be like wow I can pray he wants me to pray for him let me go pray and I prayed for this man I prayed for these men who who called on my name like that but but there were two things that I noticed number 1 They took it upon themselves to start calling me pastor because it's a title that I never taught them or told them to call me. In fact, the first time I heard it, I felt a little uncomfortable in my spirit because it was it was weird. You know, I'm not a I'm not a something, some teach, some leader or something other than a simple brother to them. And I felt like when I was praying for them, they saw me as something, someone greater than they. They saw me as someone who has access to God, a type of access that no one else has or that they don't have. And so they thought that I need to pray for them because that's the way that God will hear them. And of course, this is totally wrong. It's totally um, misplaced. You know, and and I often had to correct. I said, no, I'm not. Don't call me pastor. Just call me a brother. Because the way that they were exalting me was by calling me pastor, and by that they were actually exalting me to a place where I am their gateway to God. And I had to bring correction. Later, when I started baptizing people more often, I, I found people actually reaching out to me and saying, "PD, I need you to baptize me because." Um if you baptize me, there is now they've got this idea that there is something special about that, that I've got something or. But no, I, I, I had to actually say, you know, it's not about me. This is about you and your faith and baptism, your faith in God. I am simply a servant. But see, this is nothing new. This whole thing I'm talking about here that people exalt, it's nothing really new. We we see. And interestingly enough, with Paul, when he baptized, a similar story in 1 Corinthians 1 verse 12, we read. Now this I say that every one of you says, I am of Paul and I am of Apollos and I am of Cephas,' and I of Christ. Is Christ divided? Was Paul crucified for you or were you baptized in the name of Paul? I thank God that I baptized none of you but Crispus and Gaius. Paul is saying, "I'm so happy I didn't baptize any of you guys because you think that the one who baptizes you is now suddenly your something, like a, a leader or a, a mighty one. Or it's it's almost like people were dividing who baptized them into denominations. It's kind of like today, isn't it? Oh, I'm of this church. Oh, I'm of that church. Oh, I'm of this denomination. I'm of that denomination. And if you're not of this one, then I'm not. We're not on the same page, brother. Sorry." We can't fellowship the way we, are, we, we ought to. You know, the, the problem is, brothers and sisters, this is nothing new. And what we do is we come and we try and, and, and find a man to bring us closer to God. We try and place that responsibility on someone. And then what happens shortly after is we start calling them mighty one, master, whatever else, and father, and teacher. And in and, and the way that is actually supposed to be attributed to God see, if we call them teacher, but we actually place all the responsibility of teaching on them instead of the Ruach HaKodesh, the Holy Spirit of God. Then we are missing the point. You see, Paul knew that the reality is that it's not about who baptizes you. It's about who you're baptized into. And it's not into a man. It's into Christ. And so he was calling me saying, you need to call on Christ. Let him be the one to baptize you because you can't trust in a man for this. And in fact, this trust of man is a big problem because we read further in James when he talks about teachers. He says something interesting. He says, James 3 verse 1, not many of you should become teachers, my brothers, for you know that we who teach will be judged with greater strictness. For we all stumble in many ways. And if anyone does not stumble in what he says, he is a perfect man, also able to bridle his whole body. Would you trust a man who what the Bible says is prone to stumble? You see, the reality is no, no matter how good the teacher, no matter, no matter how well spoken, no matter how much wisdom, how much power follows them, we are all men and we are all prone to stumble. And in fact, the scriptures say that he would be able to bridle his whole body, but he cannot even do that. So how can we afford to place all our trust in someone like that rabbi that I spoke about in the beginning of this video? And as you'll soon see in this video, as we go through this, that this is something that has crept really deep into both Christian and Judaic cultures. But now let's see what did Yeshua really said in Matthew 23. We read him talking about calling no man rabbi and he says the following, but all their works they do to be seen by men. They make broad their phylacteries and enlarge the borders of their garments and love the uppermost rooms at feasts and the chief seats in the synagogues and greetings in the markets and love to be called of men. Rabbi, Rabbi. But be not ye called rabbi, for one is your master, even Christ. And all you are brethren and call no man your father upon the earth. For one is your father, which is in heaven. Neither be ye called masters, for one is your master, even Christ. But he that is greatest among you shall be your servant. And whoever shall exalt himself shall be abased. And he that shall humble himself shall be exalted. Now, there are actually three different lessons in this short passage that Yeshua is teaching us. There are three things we ought to look out for. The first one is in verse six, and he says, and love those who love the uppermost rooms at feasts and the chief seats in the synagogues. Now, the question is, is it wrong to sit in a upper room? Is it wrong? To sit in the front row pew in a, in a, at a at a feast or in a congregation or whatever else where the leaders usually sit is that in itself wrong? Of course not. If someone exalts a man, if someone gives a man um, respect, if someone gives a man a front row seat, that in its essence isn't going to make the man sin. Right. We that we can't really determine or control how others will treat us, what they will call us, what they will give us, wh- how they will treat us. We cannot control that. And so it's not wrong for us to be treated in a certain way. However, the problem was they loved it. They loved the front row seat uppermost room at the feast. They loved it. They desired it. They desired to be exalted. That was the first problem and and bad characteristic that these Pharisees had that Yeshua spoke against. And this is what one of the first points he's trying to show us. The next thing I want you to see is in verse eight, nine and 10, and here We see the famous verse about do not be called rabbi for you have one teacher, don't be called father because you have one father in heaven. Do not be called master for you have one master. You see, the key is the second part of each of those verses. Do not be called father because you have one. And so he's trying to say these people are allowing others to call themselves father, for example, or rabbi, which can mean esteemed one or teacher and actually inst- and, and actually putting the weight on them for teaching that is supposed to be on God. They're actually gleaning from them as if they are God there. That's why he's saying. Don't be called masters because you have one master. He's saying you this man, you shouldn't allow others to call you something as high as that. They would call God because you are not God. You are a mere man full of mistakes. You stumble in many ways and you can deceive many. And. Not even to mention that the veil has been torn and these people are supposed to have relationship with God themselves. You are simply a, a teacher of his word. You're simply a servant of his word. See, that's what he's trying to say, that he is warning against those who come and they, they, they allow others to exalt him to the level of God. And God's in Yeshua was like, no, you can't allow this to happen. And then in verse 12 is the last thing I want you to see. And this is really the the almost like the conclusion, if you will, of of these few verses where he's trying to tell us what this is all about. And he says, whoever shall exalt himself shall be abased, and he that shall humble himself shall shall be exalted. So really, this is comes down to these people wanted to exalt themselves. Have you ever sat in a church and you saw a, a fellow church member or brother or sister trying to you can see that they're like they've got their eyes on this church structure and they're trying to work themselves up there to the way top. They're trying to do all the good things to be seen by others. They're trying to do whatever they can so they can creep themselves and climb up the structure so they can be exalted so that they ultimately would be able to sit in the front row seat so that they ultimately would be able to become a pastor and teach and. And and wow, people can can come and wow, rabbi, rabbi. You see, that's the problem. Many people desire to be exalted. And God says whoever exalts himself will actually be humbled. The one who humbles himself will be exalted by God. You see, this is the problem that God has. Those who try and there's actually three things. Those who try and exalt themselves. OK, those who try and do whatever to be seen by men. Those who love to be exalted by men. In other words, not we all know the reality that we all will may be resulted in exalted in some way. And that's not in its essence a sin. The, the sin is when we desire that exaltation and when we try to achieve exalt, that exaltation. And then the last problem was that they allowed others to exalt them to the level of God. You see, I have personally even seen this in the whole idea that we have spiritual fathers, where someone would go and they would disciple someone, which is great. And that's part of the Great Commission's part of what we're ought to do is we're supposed to disciple others. And then what happens is they actually start seeing this teacher as being perfect, as being um, as, as being like the perfect image, if you will, of how he is to be and how um, God is, how, how God is. And so what happens then is. One day, that mentor, that teacher, if you will, lets down his disciple. He makes a mistake. He sins, or whatever else happens. He falls, he stumbles, like we read in James. And then this disciple who placed all his trust, all everything that he thought God is, is like in this man, this mentor of his. And all of that comes crumbling down into destruction. And now this disciples image of God, this his his idea of God crumbles down because he saw he thought that this mentor of him is like God. He's because he, he esteemed him to the level of God. The same is what we see in, for example, the Catholic Church where men are called father, even though God said you are to call no man father for you have one father in heaven they start exalting a priest to the level of God. And see, that's twisted. It's wrong. It it actually it takes away from the relationship we ought to have with God. You see, you don't need a priest. You don't need a pastor. You don't need any teacher or rabbi to be able to go to the father for you can pray to him and he will hear you. you have a relationship with him. The veil was torn so you can have that. So don't allow allow men to place you back into that idea that no, you need to go through some pastor or someone like that to get to God. No, that's blasphemous. That is not how it works. The father died. Yeshua came to die so that the, you can have that relationship. That's the point. And to take away from that and say, I need a man is actually to take away from what he came to do for us to rip the veil in that temple. So that you can come face to face with God, and you no longer need a interceding man or priest or someone like Moses. You see, not to mention that oftentimes when we have a pastor or a, or a teacher or anything like that, and then we start thinking that if we exalt them to the place of God, we start thinking of, of everything that they say as, yes, this must be of God. Yes, my pastor, my rabbi said, but my rabbi said this and that. You see, how many times have I heard that, you know, people they're sitting in church and they and they they're confronted with something that is different from what their pastor taught them, a truth that maybe his pastor wasn't right on. But the reaction would be, but my pastor said. See, that's error, that's a problem, because now because your pastor or your rabbi said something now that it must now it must be true. No, we are to test all men on what they teach us, no matter how long we've been journeying with them, no matter how how wise they seem to be, how much power they seem to have, because all can stumble, including myself. And so if we place all that trust on a the man, they can leave us straight to the pit of hell if we're not careful, because if they of our teachers, our rabbis have a have a, a doctrine or something that they Hold, hold on to and start teaching that is heresy. And we just accept that blindly We it's like the blind leading the blind. And we never question them to the scriptures. God calls us to not exalt them to the level of God, but to test everything. Every man says to the scriptures ourselves. You see, brothers, and sisters, I personally, I have never had a spiritual father or a teacher in that way or a mentor or anything like that. And I'm not saying necessarily that having someone to guide you is is wrong. Someone to disciple you is wrong. That is necessary and that I have had. But there's a difference between that and what I just described and someone who I exalt to the point of you are my teacher and you are the one I will follow to the T instead of God. You see, you have one teacher, Yeshua, the Messiah and the Holy Spirit. Men are called. There are many men who have been called with spiritual gifts that are amazing. And we'll talk about that in a second, that are amazing. And they have been called to teach the body of Christ many things. Praise God. They have been called men to lead and be elders. They've been called men to be prophets and apostles and evangelists and all these amazing things. Praise God. It's a role that is worthy to be honored. But. A teacher, a man with a spiritual gift of teaching will never and is never supposed to take the place of God. And so what I'm really trying to say about that is I never had a a a a a master. I never had a spiritual father whom I gleaned every single thing from. And and that is what my life is now going to be. No, I have many brothers, many brothers in Christ whom I learned many things from who taught me many things, brothers and sisters who came and showed me many things. And and I grew my relationship with God through them. Praise God for them. Many of them had a gift of teaching or a gift in evangelism or a gift in whatever, and God used them. But I never exalted them in any way to the point of that, the point of 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 God. See, there is a very fine line here because oftentimes we can say, oh, but, you know, I don't do that. I never do that. But if you take someone's word and you never taste it to the word of God before believing it, you have done it and you're guilty of it already. You see, it can happen so easily without us even realizing it. So regarding titles, I want to submit to you that it's interesting when we read our New Testament, as well as the old. We don't see the disciples or anyone really using a title and coming to introduce themselves and saying, Hello, I am prophet Paul or Apostle Paul. No, what they did was they said, I am Paul and Apostle. You See, there is a slight difference. The one says, I am Paul and I have a spiritual servanthood role of being. An apostle. I am called by God to be an apostle, and there is nothing wrong with understanding your calling. There is nothing wrong with understanding the calling of someone else, whether it's to be a teacher, whether it's to be an apostle, a prophet, an evangelist, or whatever else. There's nothing wrong, and it's good to be able to know who is who has got what role, because that's how we work together. But if someone comes, and if I came to you today, and I started this video out, and I said, "Hello, everyone. My name is Prophet P.D." What am I really doing? I'm not saying I have a spirit. I'm, I have a spiritual gift of being a prophet or a rule. No, what I'm doing that. But I'm also going and I'm coming to say, well, listen, I have. You need to listen to me because my title is prophet. I am prophet PD. And by that title, I'm trying to get myself some credibility. I'm trying to exalt myself in that way. You see, there is a slight difference. But it's notable, it's important. We don't see the apostles, the, the disciples, or anyone like that calling each other by titles. How did they call each other? They said brother, sister. That's how they how they called it what do they call each other. And this is what Christ said. He said, Be not be called rabbi, you have one master who is Christ, and you guys are all brethren. You are all brothers. You see, it's not like he's literally the Pharisees are making this making these mistakes. Yeshua identifies their hypocrisy and their teaching. He identifies the pride that they have, etc. And because they try and exalt themselves, they love to be exalted by men. They love to be even be lifted to the to the to the level of God. And Yeshua tells his disciples, OK, you guys see what they do? You, you guys don't do that because you guys are all brothers and you will call each other brothers. You will not exalt be exalt yourselves and go to other people and try and use some kind of authority that you have in the gospel and try and say you're better than anyone else, because that's what these rabbis were doing. Ultimately, it comes down to trying to be better, to trying to be lifted high, exalted. And that's what you ought not to do. And that's why he says call yourselves brothers. The different spiritual roles are the following. We read them here in Ephesians 4, verse 11. And he gave some apostles and some prophets and some evangelists and some pastors and teachers for the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ. Now, you see, today it is very normal to call someone pastor. It is very normal to call someone maybe teacher. In in Judaism, it's very normal to call someone a rabbi if they have a role of rabbi. But if I came to you, like I mentioned, and I said, "Hello, I am Prophet PD," how how would that sit with you? Would you feel that I'm trying to trying to exalt myself in some way? Because I probably would, right? If I came up and I said, "Hello, everyone, I'm Evangelist PD," or I came up and I said, "Hello, everyone, I'm Apostle PD." Would you not think that I'm trying to exalt myself? In reality, I would be, I would be trying to give myself some credibility instead of letting God exalt me as he desires. And if he thinks I'm worthy, it's never something we are supposed to try and do in any form. But now, why is it that pasture, if I sound pasture PD, it's different. Why if I say I'm rabbi PD? It's different. Why then is it more normal and it's not uncomfortable for us? I'm going to submit it's the culture. Culturally, it's become more acceptable to say teacher, call someone a teacher or whatever else. And like I said, brothers and sisters, I'm not necessarily against doing so. The problem is, is when we start using it as a way of exaltation. So if I came up here and I said, I'm Pastor Petey and I'm trying to exalt myself by that, that would be a problem. But if others came, like I said, at the beginning of this video and out of my control, they start calling me pastor. Is it am I in sin? No, I can't help that. No, I'm not exalting myself. They're exalting me. But if I love to be called pastor, if I love to be called rabbi. And if I tell others, you better call me that, or if I allow others to lift me to the level of God, then I am in sin. You see, many definitely, certainly call Paul the Apostle Paul. And today they do that. But Paul never went and said, I am the Apostle Paul. Peter never went and said, I am the Apostle Peter. They would start their letters and say, I am Peter, an apostle and servant of the Lord Jesus Christ. He's simply speaking his, his role. He's not talking about who he is, his identity, because there's a difference. Your role is what you are called to in terms of um, what my a, a role, right? What you what you what, what you ought to do with your life, but an identity is is you're a son of God. And that's it, point blank. You're a son of God. 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 We're all sons of God. We're all brothers and sisters in Christ. None of you are better than the other, whether you have been a believer for 20 years or for one, whether you are an elder in your church, whether you are a teacher, whether you are a prophet, whatever you are, you are all brothers. None of you are better than the other because we all stumble in many ways, no matter how much we think we know, no matter how wisdom, how much wisdom we think we have, we are all brothers in Christ. So am I saying that everyone who is being called rabbi, everyone who is being called pastor or leader or anything like that? Am I saying that anyone like that is now a, like the Pharisees who Yeshua addressed, those hypocrites? No, please do not misunderstand me. That is not what I'm saying. What I am saying is that if we desire or love to be called that we are in sin. If we go and we call ourselves that so that we may be exalted, we are in sin. And if we allow men to exalt us to the place on the level of God. We allow men to just simply uh, take our words and not even question it and and, and put us and to make us an idol, you know, an idol. We we become like a God to them, which is something that happens so often without us even realizing we're seeing it. We idolize people who are evangelists or a pastor or, you know, if they're famous, we idolize them. And yes, if we allow others to do that, we don't address that. We say, "Stop doing that to me," because I'm not that. Like the disciples, when the people came and they, the disciples, they they came and they did these miracles. The pagans saw it and they started. Bowing down before they were saying, oh, you are like gods and the disciples came and they fell on their faces. They tore their clothes and they said, no, we are not gods. There is but one God. Do not think that we are a God. Do not think we are God. We are. We have something. We are all as small as you. You See, because I understood this concept. We are just brothers, just like with you guys. We're not special. Don't exalt us in that way to the level of God, because that's not what we are. And see, brothers and sisters, I want to submit to you that. And this is going to be my words now, is I don't want a title. I don't want to be called pastor. I don't want to be called apostle or prophet or evangelist or whatever there is. I don't want to be called, even if it is what my spiritual role is. What I want is to be a servant. What I want is to be a brother. I don't want people to think of me as anything more than I am. And that's a simple, sinful man with many, many, many faults and many mistakes. Because I know my heart is deceitfully wicked. And the scriptures say our hearts are deceitfully wicked. Who can understand it? And he says that God comes and he tastes the heart and tests our fruit and our ways. You know, what I'm afraid of is if someone calls me by titles on a regular basis is that it starts coming to my head. you I'm going to start being like, you know what? Yeah, they call me whatever, you know, um, rabbi, rabbi. And at some point I'll be like, wow, maybe I'm a rabbi. Maybe I'm that's that's who I am. You know, I'm a, that's my identity. I'm not a son of God. Just I'm I'm a rabbi, I'm a leader, I'm a teacher, I'm something. See, brothers and sisters, I do not want that. And that's why I do not recommend titles. I do not recommend and we call men by titles. See, brothers and sisters, the flesh is weak. We can stumble in many ways, and I don't want a stumbling block before me. I don't want people to put stumbling blocks before me or in a way for me to start falling. And let me just say that if someone is being called rabbi in a congregation, right? if someone is being uh, called pastor and that is what everyone calls them. Sure, I will come and I will call them pastor. I will call them rabbi because that is the way that I can show respect to them, right? But that is between them and God, how they handle that is between them and God. And, you know, as I said, There's nothing necessarily wrong with a title. There's nothing necessarily wrong with saying something like that. The problem is simply what's going on in the heart. And so I cannot judge anyone's heart. I cannot judge anyone but myself in this. And so I'm simply saying telling you that as for me and my house, if you will, I will be a brother. I will not be someone else. I don't want you to call me rabbi, rabbi, even if I have taught you something by the grace and mercy of God, all glory just through him. I'm simply Petey. I'm simply a brother. And so I feel like that is more in line with what Yeshua taught than what the Pharisees loved. And they loved to be called rabbi. And so I guess the question is simply this. Is it possible for us to love or desire to be called rabbi, teacher, prophet, evangelist or whatever else. While not seeking some form of self exaltation. I want to submit that there's no way the very nature of loving or desiring to be exalted, but be called something like that, uh, like some kind of a, 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 a title that is connected to a high level, uh, something that is, exalt- is exaltational. That by nature communicates that we desire exaltation. And so brothers, sisters, I want to encourage you to be like John. You know, John was a prophet. He had a spiritual servanthood role of a prophet. But he said, I am but nothing compared to the one who's coming, whose sandals are not worthy to untie. You see, and he had his disciples with him and when his disciples heard. Of Yeshua, they saw him there and John is like, look, behold, the lamb of God. His disciples simply left and they followed Yeshua. We read that in John 1 verse 35, the next day again, John was standing with two of his disciples and he looked at Jesus as he walked by and said, behold, the lamb of God. And the two disciples heard him say this and they followed Jesus. Jesus turned and saw them following and said to them, what are you seeking? And they said to him, Rabbi, which means teacher, where are you staying? And he said to them, come and you will see. You see, when the real rabbi showed up, the one that we are to call rabbi, the one, the only one actually worthy of that title is Yeshua. And he sees the one who is the teacher. He is our one we actually follow. We don't follow a man. We can learn from many teachers who's got a, a gift and that praise God, but we follow Yeshua. You see, John saw Yeshua, and he directed his disciples to Yeshua because he understood that they need a relationship with Yeshua. It is not about them going through John to get to God. They have to go to Yeshua directly. And so, directed he directed his disciples to Yeshua. And then what happens later is the Holy Spirit is poured out. And then the same thing today. We don't we don't say tell people, we don't give them the impression or idea, and we don't allow them to think that we are the way that they get to God, or we are some Some esteemed one and our words are as weighty as scripture itself. No, we direct them to to the Ruach HaKodesh, the Holy Spirit of God, who is their teacher. We tell them, hey, so this is what I believe the, the scriptures are saying. I believe that it's saying this, but but you know what? There is this Holy Spirit and you need to t- ask him to guide you, ask him to show you truth. You have now, r- you're able to have this beautiful relationship with him. So have this relationship with him. Let him teach you. But let me only be a secondary thing. Let me only be someone who, 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 who can correct you when necessary and then guide you where necessary. But at the end of the day, you take everything I say to God and you test it by God. And you know what? We saw the same thing with Moses. Moses was up there. He just came into the presence of God. His face was shining with the glory of God. Right? And these people, they're like, they're seeing seeing Moses up there. And they're like, wow, this man whose face glows with the glory of God. He must know something, you know? But what does Moses do? He covers his face. He doesn't, he doesn't want them to see that which was passing away. Because Moses knew that it was temporary. He knew that he, in that moment, yes, he was the mediator. Because Israel in that moment was rejecting the Spirit. They didn't want him. They just said, oh God, we don't, We want you, we want you, Moses, to speak through. For us, We don't want to have, have that relationship with you yet. We don't want that face-to-face with you. So then Moses went face-to-face with God. Moses' face shown. But Moses, even in that act, in that place, covered his face. Because he knew it was passing away. There was coming a time when everyone can come. And come face-to-face with God. And they don't need a mediator. They don't need a Moses. And Moses knew that in his humility... He covered his face. And our brothers and sisters, I tell you, that if you do not cover your face like Moses, when it shines with the glory of God, so that the people understand it's not about you, they can also see God face to face. They can also shine with the glory of God if they come face to face. Therefore, you need to cover your face. And if you don't, you will be liable to judgment because you allow men to exalt you to the level of God. And see brothers, sisters, Moses, never he had all you would say that you would think that he's got all the authority the, um, to, to, to allow people to call himself by titles and things. But you know what he called himself? He called himself a servant. And he never exalted himself. He understood that God will exalt him where it's necessary. God will humble him where it's necessary. God will have his way in his life. But he, Moses, he was like, I am not going to do this. I am not going to exalt myself. I am simply going to humble myself. And God can do what he wishes with my life. For I am but a servant. And see, that's what we are to do. That's what Yeshua was actually talking about when he said, Do not let anyone call you rabbi, rabbi. For you have one teacher. Do not let anyone call you master for you have one master. Do not let anyone call you father for you have one father. And so, brothers and it comes down. It's not the problem is not the word. Teacher, because we have a spiritual role of teacher. The problem is not the word. The problem is what we connect to it. The problem is what does it mean to us? The problem is what does other what do others mean when they call us that? The problem is, do we love that word so that we can be exalted before men or or is it kind of like when we hear that word that we're like, "Oh wow, they're calling me this'm but I'm actually just a servant. This is not what actually what i'm I'm not a leader. I'm not that I am but a servant and so, oh. Thank you, but I am brought a brother. You see, that's supposed to be our heart. It's not supposed to be, Yes, that's what I am. I'm a rabbi. Yes, call me rabbi. Yes, call me leader. Call me a steamer. Call me master. Because that's what I am. Call me prophet. No. That is so ugly. That is so self-exalting. And those people will be humble. So as for you, Brothers, sisters, this is a very personal matter. This is something that I will never pass judgment on any man for because it is so personal. It is between them and God. I cannot judge the servant of another. I cannot judge a servant of God. And so if a man uh, is called that or is calling himself that or whatever else, I cannot judge their hearts. I cannot understand their hearts. God understands their hearts. And so God will judge. But what I'm submitting in this teaching Is to check your heart. Is to look into your heart. And see. Why am I I desiring this? Am I loving to be called this? Am I desiring exaltation? And am I allowing others to exalt me to a level of God? There's nothing wrong with respect. But the problem is. Is when we desire to be an idol. I hope this teaching blessed and encouraged you. And I hope this opened your eyes to the truth regarding this. I know there is much controversy surrounding these verses. So I ask that you go, as I've said many times in this teaching, to the Father and not go on my words. Test what I have said to scripture and see whether I said is true. But do not do so without asking the Holy Spirit, your teacher, to teach you and reveal the beauty of him and his word. May God bless you and keep you shine his face upon you, lift up his count upon you, give you strength, shalom, blessing, and grace. And I'll see you guys in the next video. Blessings.